professionals directly to you each week. It's Bringing It Home with John Wilkinson on Vinyl Draft Radio. Now, live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio in Houston, here's your host, John Wilkinson, the real estate agent invested in you. Hey, good morning again, folks. It's Thursday. Thursdays is usually a great day because, well, it's the Bring It Home Radio Show with me, John Wilkinson, realtor and host of this fine, fantastic show. But every few weeks, we make it a little bit more special by adding a 25th hour to the day. What hour is that? It's the Real Estate Happy Hour. And that's brought to us and sponsored by the Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, Gary Green, here in the Houston area. You know, they're the largest brokerage. So much so that I can fill the bar today with uh, Better Homes and Gardens agents out there. And today we have two fantastic uh, uh, Gary Green agents with us. We have Scott Crowhurst, who has been here before. Scott, good morning. Hello. Good morning, John. And very pleased to have an old friend of mine, not old as in age, Melissa Rickoff. And good morning. Good morning. She's so (laughs) smiling. You know, this is, I think, well, it's not really your first radio appearance, but it's your first kind of broad radio appearance? Yes. Okay, so so really you have some experience. No need to be nervous. No, no, no experience there. <laughs> no, no experience. So, but what we can say is, is that how you come off on the radio is not going to be how you really, Melissa is a straightforward, straight shooter, kind Absolutely. of, yeah, outspoken and believes in what she does and, and who she does it for. So we'll make yeah. sure we get some of that on the radio today. Cause I'm sure that we have there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So today I'm going to kind of reintroduce Scott to everyone and he's going to tell a little bit uh, about himself. Um, he's a local boy, yes. but we know Melissa is a local lady as well. Miss mm-hmm. Ball High. That I am. So, um, Scott, give us a little breakdown again. Remind everybody. Mr. Clear Lake High. There, Mr. Clear Lake High. Hmm. <laughs> I've lived in the Clear Lake area for over 40 years. Nice. Um, so I'm old. Uh, <laughs> Don't say that. Been in Melissa's real estate. probably younger I won't than say all my of age. us. <laughs> Been in the real estate and housing industry for over 20. I've spent a lot of time in the mortgage servicing side and escrow, property taxes, and and then I moved a little bit briefly into loan origination, and then now real estate sales. And um, it's a great industry. Um, I heard recently the housing industry accounts for one third of the gross domestic product or our economy <laughs> yes it is I, I you know what I, I love there's people are saying yeah the markets you know how's the market remember when it was a, a buyer's market and 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 mm-hmm. people just couldn't sell their houses for anything here's here's the thing there's always going to be a need for three things in life food clothing and shelter mm-hmm. not saying that everybody who joins any one of those industries will be successful, but it's always a need. So you have to kind of define your own niche within those industries. So, so, well, welcome back, Scott. Thank you. Miss Rekoff. Hello, hello. Hi there. Give us a little background on Melissa Rekoff. Well, um, yeah, I'm I'm a wall high girl, born and raised (laughs) in Galveston. Um, Gosh, I probably lived there most of my life, and then it's been about 10 years since I've been in uh, this area, the you know, Leak City, Clear Lake area, and uh, kind of jumped around in there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> she just she's just floating around the Clear Lake, uh, South Texas area. Yeah. So um, then you know, it's been gosh, 2010. I started real estate. Uh, before then, my background was interior design. So 
did some high-end homes in kind of the Galleria area and then um, ended up in real estate. So Why not? And you know what? That's, that's some good experience to bring to the table for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll say, uh, relatively new mommy as well, yes. nine-month-old now. Yes, she's nine months. Actually, then probably next, oh, gosh, when is the 27th? Oops. 27th, oh. she'll be 10 months. Okay, wow. So we're almost to a year, and that's exciting, and getting to plan the first birthday party. And That is, you've come a long way since uh, yeah. our, our trip to New Orleans oh, a few gosh. years back. Oh, yeah. That's good. Those trips are probably pretty limited now. Yeah. So, and they um, should probably stay there. <laughs> <laughs> probably so. Probably so. All right. So, uh, you know, what we're going to talk about today, folks, is, you know, my goal is just to kind of spread the mentality out there, um, not just to justify what agents do or how they do it, but to, to kind of understand, because there are a lot of misconceptions out there. One of the biggest things that I like to um, tell people and tell agents is that um, really do your due diligence when 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 you consider buying or selling uh, property you need to be able to um, interview a couple of them hey look I know you know at least two to three right that's that that's a given we have 36,000 real estate agents in the Houston area but the interesting fact is that only about eight percent of them do more than four transactions a year, folks. And I heard an interesting statistic the other day at a at a continuing education class. It's thirty six thousand agents that are members of the association. There's actually over a hundred thousand real estate agents in the Houston, that are, greater Houston area that are members of the but association. But they're not members of the association, so they don't follow the same code of ethics that we follow. Yeah, that's true. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into that part of things because yeah. I have my own opinions of it. Um, but I can tell you, work with a, an MLS uh, right. registered agent at, yeah. at all times. Just be safe for yourself. Um, but to get back to my point of what you need to be looking for, that's why you need to interview them. I know you know a lot of agents out there. Um, sometimes they're family members. Sometimes they've been great friends. Doesn't really necessarily mean they're going to be the right agent for you. Yes, I commend loyalty, but I also think loyalty needs to be earned and um, every opportunity. I mean, you just don't buy one brand of shoes. Um, some people, some people, just that's all they do is buy one pair of shoes. That's that's fine. That happens. Um, it's also like a doctor. They have doctors that that are for many different things um, and, and, and needs that you have. You don't go to a foot doctor for, with a heart problem. You know, mm-hmm. so you got to figure out. It's not just a matter of selling your home and whatnot. Um, it's it's about finding the right agent to do the job that you need to get done the best of their ability. So that's what I recommend first and foremost. Absolutely. So what we're going to be discussing today is kind of with the mentality of there are a million ways to do real estate wrong. Um, I mean, we have to fill out promulgated forms. We can't deviate from them. Um, we have fiduciary responsibilities to all parties involved. Those are those th- those are things we have to do. But what I did find out is there's no right way to do real estate. And by that, I know that can cause some confusion. No right way to do real estate. Well, that's because every real estate agent is different. There's illegal ways to do real estate. Mm-hmm. There's unethical ways to do real estate. But there's nothing out there that says this is how you will be a real estate agent. Yep. If you do this, you create that onus for you because what works for you is a real estate agent. So it's right for you. That's your right way. Your right way is not my right way. And that's why today is kind of cool 
because one, I, I, I know somebody I've known for a year now, mm-hmm. basically. And I, know, I have somebody here that I've known, um, well, eight Probably years, eight, eight yeah. years now. Um, and so, you know, we can bounce off those kind of things because, again, nobody at this table has the right way. They have their way. And who knows? We may learn from each other. But it's good to share that mentality. Who knows? You may be listening to me on a weekly basis and go, I would never hire him as a real estate agent. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. I'm completely defeating the point of being here. However, I'm very happy to share other real estate agents because right. I believe our industry needs to be supported and propped up because there's so many myths out there about us and the way Absolutely. people do things. Not saying that there aren't agents out there who find ways to deal in the wrong way of things. Right. So as long as you don't have an agent that's doing that, then that's okay. So um, anyway, some of the things we're going to be talking about is, you know, this is this is the start of the busy season in general for real estate. You know, families are going to be, you know, kids are getting out of school, families willing to move, uh, relocating, transferring stuff. Now's the time they start looking. So it is starting to be busy. We also know that it is going to be another seller's market like it was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Latest I've heard is 2.75 months inventory. That's 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 actually better than it was two years ago. Um, yeah. That two years ago was less than 30 days inventory. Last right. year was a little over a month. So that means we're getting a little more backup. But guess what? That will disappear. Right. Come. May, June, and it'll start getting down. So it's going to be competitive. And so there are some things that your real estate agent, and uh, for those of you who are real estate agents that are listening to us, that you're going to run into. And one of those things, and uh, it's it's worth kind of mentioning and then we can kind of go on on with, is it's not going to be rare that anyone at this table and many of the active realtors in the area are going to have multiple offers. Right. And how you approach those are different. And there's, you know, there's a fine line with what what to do ethically right with multiple offers and what your client wants to do with. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have to kind of be able to walk that line and, and, and share that line and share that walk with your client. So we're going to discuss some of those things today to give you an idea, because if you're looking to buy or sell uh, coming up, you're probably going to run into this situation. Um, um, Got to be ready and be on your toes. Yep. That, that's it. Time is an essence. Well, let, let's talk about that real quick because we have, uh, you know, we have a little bit of time to, to get into that before we get into the meat of things where you get our honest opinions on things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Melissa, you mentioned you need to be on your toes. And mm-hmm. that's not just as a real estate agent because you should mm-hmm. be, but as a, also as a buyer you need to prepare. What, right. what, are, what are some of the things you kind of talk to your buyers about when it comes to multiple offers, like uh, getting them prepared? Well, you, you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready to go in with, first off, you need to make sure that you have a pre-approval letter. <laughs> right, right. Can <laughs> you afford the house? Exactly, That's important. Exactly. And then you got to know your budget. If you're going in with multiple offers, you're likely going to come back and get hit. Okay, well, you need to go higher. So what is your budget? You have to know that Absolutely. When you, go in. you need to know your cutoff point. Exactly. And you don't want someone to exceed it if they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. You want them to be in the house later on. Mm-hmm. But the other thing with that is, is that they need to know that if I put in the best offer I possibly can, mm-hmm. and that's the max of my budget, they don't feel bad that they didn't get it. Right. They they can't. You don't mm-hmm. exceed your budget to do that. You got to be comfortable. Yeah. We don't want to put anybody in a position that they get into this house and they really can't afford it. So we want to make sure that they're 
comfortable yeah. going into it. Yeah. I want you to be a client for life, but exactly. I don't want it to be because you're losing your house if you right. don't. Um, that's not, right. uh, you know, folks, I can't tell you, you know, uh, real estate is not a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. We want you as a client forever and a friend, mm-hmm. um, quite honestly. That's kind of the way these relationships end up working out most of the time. Right. Sometimes it's strictly business, but believe it or not, most of them turn into friends. Yep. Uh, you, you know, a little bit Absolutely. more than acquaintances at worst mm-hmm. and friends at best right. and uh, interesting so scott do you have yep. a take how do you prepare mm, just uh, definitely that's the first step is the pre-approval but then also i talk to my clients and you know before we start looking real close and getting to the one that's the home we i talk with them and prepare them that it's very possible in the in the busy market that we're going to make an offer and it's not going to get accepted hmm that's we interesting. Just, we just have to, if it, if that happens, we do everything we can to get the offer accepted. But you know, when you're in a multiple offer situation, ultimately it's the seller that makes the decision on which offer they want to accept. So you know, it's okay though because there are houses out there that will fill everybody's needs. It's the the, the key is up front determining what yeah, yeah most of them. <laughs> determining That's what true. your needs are, what your must haves are, and what your can live withouts are. And, and so and, we're talking, you know, you're getting them mentally prepared. But what I really like mm-hmm. that you kind of hit on was getting them prepared for the possibility that yeah. we may have to compete for this house, mm-hmm. right? That's 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 right. key. Letting them know up front. So that's that's perfect. That's mm-hmm. that's perfect. There is so much men- mental thought, you know, mental mm-hmm. stress that goes into a multiple offer. So much so, at folks, when we come back, we're going to continue on with our discussion on uh, uh, multiple offers because there's a little bit more to discuss here. So uh, stay tuned. talk with real professionals directly to you each week it's bringing it home with john wilkinson on vinyl draft radio now live from the associated credit union of texas studio in houston here's your host john wilkinson the real estate agent invested in you hey 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 guess what we are back welcome back to the bring it home radio show i am your host as mentioned previously john wilkinson realtor and agent with better homes and gardens gary green and along with me at the bar today for the real estate happy hour is Miss Melissa Reckoff and Scott Crowhurst. Hello. See, I, I got it right this time and you smooth did. and flow. Um, both are agents uh, also with Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green, uh, here in the Friendswood office uh, with me as well. So uh, welcome back, guys. Hello. We have survived yeah. the first segment, so all the nerves should be kind of calming down. You're both doing fantastic. Um, folks, when we, uh, when we uh, left before, we left off on multiple offers and we started getting into the mentality and getting people set up Mm -hmm. for it in a mentality but believe it or not agents need to have a mentality about it as well Mm -hmm. Um, I think a a, a common misperception um, of most people when they think of an agent and when it comes to multiple offers if you were on the listing side multiple offers are always a huge win yay yay yeah. yay um yes they are full of possibility but we'll explain why that's right. maybe not always entirely true and from a buying standpoint if you you know you think your agent uh sees multiple offers they can just kind of you know 
not really have to do anything differently than put in an offer. So the mentality changes a little bit in that scope of things. So what I, I, you know, I'm going to throw up one experience and then you can kind of throw into any experiences you have here. Um, Last year just really stuck stuck out to me um, as a big year for multiple multiple offers. And yes, folks, it is nice to, to see, especially if you're the homeowner, you're getting all these offers. And there's a lot to go through. There's so much involved in looking at offers that before I even gave them to my clients, I literally narrowed it down to three, even though I gave them all 12, I gave them reasons why we should only consider these three. So really, right, right. there's mm-hmm. a, now it could be, it's not just price. Mm-hmm. All those other terms are kind of indicative of it. So yes. did, did any, either of you two experience multiple offers last year or currently this year? Yeah. And then, you know, you were talking about, you know, narrowing them down and, you know, the terms, you kind of have to be creative with it. If you're on the buyer side, you've got to make your offer uh, stand out. And it's, you know, they the seller's got to want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got to be creative with it. Now, did have you gotten, have you, did you have this multiple offer on the buyer side or the listing side? Um, I was on buyer side. Buyer side? So, yes. So do, what do you encourage them to do to make it different? What are some of the things that you encourage them to do? Well, when you talk about terms, you know, some buyers need closing cost. You know, does your buyer need clo- closing cost? Can they do away with that? You know, can they go higher? And and if they do need closing costs, you know, you've got to you just have to be really creative with it. And you know, what can you take away? What what can the buyer absorb from the seller? Right. So that the seller feels, yeah. So the seller feels like, oh, okay. Well, they're absorbing some of this. So, yeah, we can we can lean this way. Well, certainly. Scott, what about you? You have any multiple Mm. offer experiences? I uh, my very actually very first transaction was a multiple offer where I was representing the buyer, and uh, but I uh, I, my my recollection of it too is there's a little bit of comical in it because. The listing agent told me too that some of the offers he received. One example was the the contract was filled out and it showed that the offer was going to be all cash, and then right behind it was a third party addendum. So he's like, you know, people, some realtors don't even know how to fill out the paperwork, and mine well, came. That's in. that's a completely different story, but <laughs> yeah. go on. <laughs> my my my. Every transaction that I'm in, I'm very detailed on how the offer comes in, not only just in all of the data being there, but it's in the, you know, it's formatted correctly. And, and you know, like you mentioned earlier, our forms are promulgated. It's hard to, unless you're printing blank copies and then handwriting it in. Yeah, and no one, no one wants to see that, my handwriting on no, the contract. Yeah, that would not fly you know, on there. We have systems that help us right. fill the forms out correctly. So, yeah, I you get know, you. But you basically, the my secret or what I do on multiple offers and to even going in with the initial the initial offer, just in case we have a multiple offer, is we analyze the market as realtors. We know what the market says we should be in terms of pricing and then we can look at the listing and we can look at the whole combination of the process of looking at the house and the condition and that and then we can work with our buyers on making offers on the listing agent side 
Right. You know, we work well in advance with the the sellers to prepare the house and and present it right. In the and best it's the mentality possible. Yeah. You know, position to sell the house. Well, and what I want to do, Scott, real quick is yeah. is I want to just summarize what we really just kind of encapsulated. We right. have to make unique offers. Right. Mm-hmm. We have to um, prepare our clients, whether they're buying or selling, for that possibility and it kind of sets up a framework you know one of the things that i truly enjoyed seeing during these multiple offer situations last year was my clients in in my case my listing clients they actually took offers that were not necessarily the highest money right which we want to get them the most that's our Mm -hmm. job we we want to get you the most for your property and uh as a listing agent that's what we want to do um but sometimes some of those offers are similar, but sometimes some of those terms you're talking about can make mm-hmm. the biggest difference, whether that's a closing date, it's any type of provision. Or contingency. Yeah, any kind of con- – yeah, especially if you're trying to sell your own house mm-hmm. and buy one at the same time. So here, here's, here's what really impressed me last year was that – the buyers took time to write a letter about themselves. Oh yes, mm-hmm. that definitely. And, helps. and 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 not not pleading, just saying, look, this house is perfect for us, mm-hmm. folks. I am not a, I am not a, a mushy emotional person. I can admit that, but it is very impactful mm-hmm. to let a lot of these sellers like to know. Who's going to be coming to their house? A lot of these houses are are more than properties. They're 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 memories for right. people, and they want to take care of. I've had offers that were ten thousand more, ten thousand less, get accepted because a family's moving in, right? right. But it, you know, versus uh, an investor who wants to rent out the house or or whatnot. People, this will work for you. It will, and I right. did, and I did have a client that did that. And their offer was accepted over the other one. Yeah. So and it, definitely helps. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's it's. I mean, and you get to know people from that level. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you don't know if they're lying, but honestly, someone doesn't put that much into a letter. They, if they're just hoping their offer could be better, yeah. it, and it may just be the deciding factor. Yep. It, it says a lot about you. You're explaining. Um, you know, like I said, these people, most homeowners are selling memories. Right. Even though they'll always have them, that's right. what they'll equate the house with. So they, they kind of want to know people that are moving in it's might be able to do process. that. It is indeed yeah. all part of the process. Whether you're on the buying side or the listing side, you're going to get to know your clients. And your clients are going to get to know you. And then as we yeah. get into a specific, I want to buy this house, then we learn as much as we can as far as who the who the house is owned. It is. Who owns the house. and. And we, we go from there. Yeah, and I will tell you, you know, last year when I had that 12 offer thing, um, and I, I recently just posted mm-hmm. uh, about it, the pictures of it, because I took a picture of my clients with 12 offers in front of them. And then I, the other picture I posted was them, you know, in front of the house was sold. And really, it was, uh, it was probably one of the um, best experiences for me last year, just from a personal standpoint, because my clients were, were happy and they were they, they they didn't feel, you know, overcome by it. They they were they took it in every step of the way. They we talked about every step of the way. We had a beer over the offers. We were literally sitting there having a beer, the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, which I didn't bring. I didn't walk in with a six pack. I don't yeah. do that. <laughs> but if you offer me and it's uh-huh. you know it's nighttime and this is the last thing and you're like, right. hey we're having a beer, you want one? Sure. 
you know, why not? Yeah, and let's let's it. let's go through this. <laughs> and we did, and we had a great. Uh, we it, it just turned out into be a great thing, and they were very happy, and it's a great process. So that, on that, that how high was. Was the ultimate sales price above listing price? Or? Yes, it was, which we had planned on. That's actually right. part of the strategy is, you know, um, that was part of our strategy. If we priced it at this point, we would get multiple offers. If we just went a little above, we wouldn't get multiple offers. Did you get a call from the appraiser? No. No. Perfect. A couple of years ago, I worked with an agent, and, and it was a very, very um, – House was in that sweet spot below three hundred thousand dollars, and the offers came in, and fifteen offers kept, you know, total came in, one after the other, and the agent did get a call from the appraiser wondering what was going on because the sales price was fifteen thousand <clears throat> above list price. Wow! And yeah, you know, the agent just told the appraiser, there you know, the offers <laughs> yeah. just kept coming in. Yeah, you know, so. you know, here, here's the thing. This is, uh, folks, I'm only going to tell you this once, and just listen to me clearly. Your house gets sold twice, okay? Yes. Buyers listen to this, sellers yep. listen to this. It gets sold to the buyer, and it gets sold to the bank, so it has to appraise. Right. Folks, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Scott's sweet spot, yep. and uh, <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. Talk with real professionals directly to you each week. It's Bringing It Home with John Wilkinson on Vinyl Draft Radio. Now, live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio in Houston, here's your host, John Wilkinson, the real estate agent invested in you. Hey, welcome back, folks. Today, I am still with Scott Crowhurst and Melissa Reckoff, both real estate agents with Better Homes and Gardens. Gary Green, the largest broker in the Houston area. What makes them the largest broker? What's your understanding of this, Melissa? What makes them the largest broker in the Houston area? Gosh, I mean, we've got offices from Galveston all the way up to Houston, and we're all over. Conroe. Yeah. 21 branch offices, 10 counties. Over a thousand agents. 1,100 plus agents. Now, you know what's crazy about that? Why does that make us the biggest? Well, let's just say you see a real estate company sign out in 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 front uh, of a building, and you see right. several of them. You think, oh, wow. They're all individually owned, folks. Mm-hmm. Gary Green is the individually owned company it's not you know it's a franchise of better homes and gardens gary green is the large company they have the most agents over 1100 like scott said we have over 21 offices or soon to be i can like to spill any beans there (laughs) but anyway um still is 21 yeah just 21 but we are the largest why is that good for you well why 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 is it good for you why why is it good to work with you know 1100 as as a real estate agent I'm telling you right now, you come work for me as a brokerage, you have 1,100 people working with you. What does that mean to you, Melissa? I mean, that's you've got partners all over. Right. You know, if, if you're working with somebody and they're wanting to move to an area that you're not familiar with, right? you've got a partner there. You're not calling somebody that you don't know. I love that relationship. That's probably why we yeah. get along because we know <laughs> we have the same mentality about partnering with real estate agents yeah. for sure. So, right. what's your mentality on that? I like um, well, 
first um, I joined Gary Green because they're the um, greater Houston area only they've been in here Gary Green started his brokerage back in the 60s here so right. the company's been here in the Houston area focused on this market for over 55 years and then on top of that with 21 branch offices all over the greater Houston area wherever my client is I have access to a conference room any office that I need to meet them there right and we don't have to drive they don't have to drive all over creation to to meet me so yeah it's definitely it's, it's definitely it's about a plus. service it, it just makes it better for us to be able to provide our service you know what i love the best i can talk to my listing client or my buyer and i could say at any one point a third of the houses we see or a third of the buyers that come through are is coming from a gary green agent mm-hmm. that is the Honest truth, folks. Yeah. You look at all the numbers. If you take a look yep. at the listings you're going to see, it's going to be mostly Gary Green. And I'm not saying in a bragging way. What I'm saying is that's beneficial. Why? Because we are partners. Right. Yep. If it's listing, my partners know, you know, we, we put it out there. We mm-hmm. let people know that this property is coming up. That mm-hmm. means a third of, your buy, third of the buyers know that your house is coming up. They're yeah. going to get a Before jump on it early on. The yep. And the MLS shows it, too. The monthly monthly reports show yep. us because yep. of our structure, because of the way we've been in business so long, we have the highest numbers in all categories every month. And folks, I'm going to disclaim this. We're not kissing butt here. This is the reason we joined Gary Green. Absolutely. So we're going to get back to a little bit more multiple offers because I wanted to hit one area, and then we're going to go into something else that I think is kind of important to us as realtors and uh, that uh, our clients should know about. Um, when we left talking about multiple offers, um, we, we kind of left on the notion that we have to prepare uh, our clients for stuff. Mm-hmm. So I came across an article, and it's, it was called Staying Mum on Multiple Offers. And the subtitle of this was, Sellers May Have Good Reasons Not to Disclose Other Offers. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So first I want to I, I ask, what's normally the method? Your client's interested in, in, in a home you just viewed. What's one of the first steps you do, Melissa? There's no uh, right answer here. Like uh, I said, yeah, you okay, just saw, you just saw you just saw a house okay. with a client uh-huh. and a buying client, and the, the the client says, "I want to make an offer on this house." Okay. Okay. What are some of the first steps you do? The um, first thing I do is call the agent. Right, and like call I said, the there was agent. no right answers, but that would be the first thing yeah. I would do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, call the agent. Get as much info on it as you can. Is it still available? Exactly. Are there multiple right. offers? Yes. Now, here's what happens, Scott. Um, you talk to the agent, and the agent goes. You know, basically, I say, "Hey, you got anything working on it?" Mm-hmm. You know, and he, nope, don't have anything. It's, of course, yeah. of course, it's no. Yeah, and then yeah. The, as soon as you submit one, then they have ten. <laughs> right, right, and so that right. happens. You submit it, and then what's your first thought? You're like, mm-hmm. you're, always, you're like, but. yeah, but you're like, hey, yeah, it's, it it's, happens. It does happen, but are they? You mm-hmm. most of the time, your clients going, are they yanking our chain? Or are they just trying to get right. more money? That's your first. That's a first mm-hmm. reaction of a multiple offer situation. Mine but is, uh, mine's right there too. While but while I'm making that phone call i'm also on my computer bringing up looking at the market to see what my client's offer should be right mm-hmm. right well staying on the thing of multiple offer theme though so the 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 you find out the status and they say no we don't we don't have any mm-hmm. um you go to put in an offer and then all of a sudden you get an email back that says you know this is a multiple offer situation right yep okay first off what's you know do you think that 
that agent maybe should have contacted everybody and it, that he had told, no, there's no multiple offers when you were making the offer. Mm-hmm. Should they should they have contacted you and say, look, I am getting uh, more offers before that email? Do you think? I mean, honestly, what's your opinion? I mean, you would like that communication there, mm-hmm. right. but do they always? No. Right. right. Do they always? Yeah, no, there isn't. Even though there's also a promulgated form that <laughs> should be sent out by the listing agent when there's a multiple offer situation. Well, we, so, well, we got I mean, because I've never but, used it, but no. <laughs> yeah. well, that's what I might I'm have to learn from you on yeah, this one. Yeah, but I mean, the driver, or the, actually, I know, in my feeling on it is uh, as a listing agent the the seller's the one that's going to drive so customary multiple offer situation every, the the offers that the seller wants to consider then yeah but come back with our highest and best yeah but the question is the question is this as an agent do you think do you feel that listing agent should have contacted you Knowing you, at, you know, sure if they know, yeah. If you've contacted right. them and and you are preparing an offer, then yes, it uh, it would be in their client's best interest. I would even think. a quick text. Hey, we yeah. got other offers coming in. That's yeah. all you need, right? Mm-hmm. And I but. think that's it's a nicety because <laughs> I looked into it. There was actually some debate whether mm-hmm. that you had to disclose that. Mm-hmm. There is a section saying that yes. With seller's approval, right. mm-hmm. the listing agent can disclose that there's multiple offers when asked. I thought right. that was with the details of the offer. Nope. I thought you were, if there was multiple offers, you should disclose the fact that there's multiple offers. But as far as the details of the, each offer, that's what your seller has to authorize. Here's the actual rule, because okay. I have it here in writing. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Buyer uh, inquiries from buyers or cooperating brokers shall, with the seller's approval, disclose the existence of offers on the property. That's it. Just yeah. the existence of it. Right. There is no requirement for them to go back and tell agents that we got one after we talked. Right. So there is a difference. So it is indeed a nicety. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as details go and stuff like that, you can't do that. Um, that's that's actually a, a transactional. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a thing that would give one or the other hand. So that would actually be a fiduciary violation um, right. Uh, right there. But you certainly can say, yes, we have multiple offers. Mm-hmm. Is it always wise to tell people you have multiple offers right off the bat? Well, can be. My opinion is, well, if if you've got the seller, you've got to decide whether you want these buyers to compete. You don't want to scare buyers away either. So you could have potentially lost out on a great offer. You know, it just gets tricky. It, it is very it gets tricky. tricky. And you so scare people. I, I can see, you know, that discussion. Well, do we want to tell them? Do you want to create, you know, this multiple offer situation um, where they're competing against each other? Or do you want to just look at what you have and take the best of what you've got already? And not be greedy about it. Some people are like that. Some people are like, I don't want to deal with it. Right. So it's definitely a discussion that you have to have with your seller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely so. I think that uh, at the end of the day, um, there's a lot that goes into it. There is right. a lot of, you know, you're just going to, bottom line, you're just going to have some clients that, you know, think your job is to get me the most money. Mm-hmm. Don't care how it's done. You just get, that's your job. Your job as a real estate agent is to get me the most money. Mm-hmm. We also have another job, folks. We have to make sure this closes for you, too. It doesn't right. matter how somebody yep. else Remember, two people, two entities are buying your house. Mm-hmm. The buyer and the bank. 
Right. You got to please both of them. Without the bank, buyer's not getting anything. Exactly. In a financing situation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know, cash offer, uh, cash offer. I've. I can't tell you. Last year was probably the first year that I had a lot of cash offers be right. turned down. Mm-hmm. Cash to me is not necessarily king, and I advise my clients so. And I give them the reason why, and whether I go the direction they want me to go. But mm-hmm. cash is not necessarily king. Uh, it generally means people with cash generally think they can offer you less because they're doing a cash. Oh yeah. The biggest thing about cash is that. Well, I don't have to worry about any lender requirements, mm-hmm. so I may not have to go through appraisal. I say may not because that buyer can still get one. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, you're still going to deal with the appraisal part of things most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of stuff does happen. So I said, really, it's just amount of time, you know. So you're gonna you'd be willing to take less to close quicker. Maybe that's your need, and that's fine. Yeah. Right. But you've got to understand those me- mentalities of it. Mm-hmm. All right, I promise, folks, this will be the last of the <laughs> yeah, multiple offers. I mean, there's a million things we could talk about with multiple offers, mm-hmm. and uh, I definitely would love to have more conversations about things like that. But I do want to talk about, um, when we come back, I do want to talk about the sellers, uh, the, the, the sellers, uh, the feedback for, right. for for sellers um, and kind of the responsibilities showing of feedback. agents yeah showing feedback because I think it's important so we'll talk about that when we come back in just a moment talk with real professionals directly to you each week it's bringing it home with john wilkinson on vinyl draft radio now live from the associated credit union of texas studio in houston here's your host john wilkinson the real estate agent invested in you Hey, last call at the bar. That's right, folks. It's last call here at the Real Estate Happy Hour, sponsored by Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green. And uh, if you're just joining us, man, are you late. But you know what? There's always one person in the crowd that gets there 15 minutes before mm-hmm. last call. Or the, the, the hour ends. <laughs> and it certainly is not Melissa. Trust me on that I'm one. always late. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. All right, folks. So we've been talking mostly, uh, it, it turned into multiple offers, so it didn't get to hit a whole bunch of stuff. But again, that's how this show works. We tend right. to go off and we have a lot of opinions on things. But I did want to hit, before the end of the show, uh, the perils of showing uh, feedback. Now, what that is, is just so most of these showing services will send a reminder out to the, the showing agents on a particular property, whether that's 24 hours after, a minute after, three times you know, after you've shown the house all in response for getting the feedback. Feedback is designed to help the seller, but it also helps the listing agent. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some of the benefits that you've seen? Let's let's go with Melissa, ladies first, I'm sorry. Sure. (laughs) What are some of the benefits you have seen or have gotten from the listing, um, uh, the showing feedback for your listings? Well, when that information comes in, it definitely helps you um, or help well, helps you sometimes as an agent, and then it helps the seller understand uh, the viewpoint of the buyers because the sellers in there viewing it as that's their home, that's their comfort. But a buyer's eyes are completely different than the seller, mm-hmm. so it definitely helps them understand. Um, and you know, sometimes you you have provided feedback to the seller, and you've given them. Uh, some ideas on what they could do and sometimes they don't take that 
and when that feedback comes in and it's dead on what you told them they should have done it supports it, that exactly That's and so perfect it kind of pushes them to be like oh okay maybe i should have done that let's do it no. So it definitely helps. So and it does help. It does help support the listing agent with, mm-hmm. you know, hey, you know, uh, we'll just ask the price just is way too high. And we're mm-hmm. getting all our feedback is saying the price is too high. Yeah. You know, we might want to consider that. So now it's not just you, the agent, just trying to push a low priced house. It's, exactly. you know, a lower price. Scott, what about you? What, are, what are some of the benefits? Of- kind of that. But I do my best to prepare the seller in advance that just what she was saying. Don't, don't take it personally. Yeah, don't take it personally. The information that's going to come through is that particular buyer's opinion. You ever you ever feel, and when you get the feedback, you ever feel that it's not the buyer's opinion, it's the agent's opinion? Sometimes. Well, and that's, that's where I was going next, was it's part of our responsibility as agents and our fiduciary duty to our client that, you know, on the buyer side, their agent if they've got a really good agent has coached them some on their comments because that could come in they might throw out some showing information that is very negative in advance of a low ball offer you know what you kind of dove right into where i was going to go next so that's perfect um you're right that is apparel indeed apparel Mm -hmm. not only can you offend somebody right but you're right it can hurt you the buyer and as an agent you need to take the overall summary of what they're doing i can't tell you i I i'll be honest as a listing agent Mm -hmm. on that side of things when i get feedback and they answer these questions like Mm -hmm. you know how is the the appearance excellent compared to others excellent how is pricing uh perfect pricing and then they throw in a low offer Mm -hmm. i go back and go what are you doing there's no way my client's going to accept this you you just said your client said this was perfectly priced you have love it yeah and they love it there was no problems this was their dream house you have completely as that buyer's agent totally totally negated you know. I've, had, I've had shocking reactions to this, but I've said before in a similar discussion that silence is also a response. And a lowball offer, ridiculously lowball offer comes in. Mm-hmm. You don't say anything about it. And then the buyer's agent starts calling, how about my offer? How about my offer? You don't respond to that. And then you pick up the phone and you say, oh, you mean that ridiculously low-ball offer you sent? <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't want to get into that because <laughs> yeah, I've only had a few minutes up. I don't want to get into that right now because I, I, I would actually differ with you on that. But again, there is no right way. Right. There's Scott's way. There's Melissa's way. There's John's way. There's yeah. all the real estate agents' ways out there. As long as you're not doing it the sure. wrong way, it's your yeah, way. And it's so, you know. But I don't want to debate that. What I want right. to get back to is the peril of showing feedback but, and yeah. how important it is. And how do you guys, uh, when you set up your 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 listings in general, are you giving your clients immediate showing feedback? Or I know I did one and I gave them a weekly report. Um, I, I have it, you know, you, as you said, you can set it up for that. And I right. just I just do, um, basically, I have it to where the client can check in and see the feedback right. themselves. Right. Yeah. So I leave that at the schedule. But I do send a weekly report. But when feedback's received, they get notified via text anyway. Okay. Right. So it's, it, that's what we like. Again, that does come down to, like, the importance of showing services. Mm-hmm. 
again, I'm not going to knock anything because I've been through a couple a couple different services, and there definitely is a different level different levels of showing services. Mm-hmm. There are some that are kind of locally done. It takes a lot of manpower to kind of coordinate and systems to coordinate showings mm-hmm. from agent as a third party. So um, you know, sometimes you don't get the response is quick enough. So it really, you know, that that has a lot to do when you're looking at a listing. There's nothing more frustrating than an agent uh, trying to schedule a showing, but they it's after five o'clock and nobody at an office to schedule a showing. There ha- guys work with people that have a showing service. Right. Trust mm-hmm. me, you want to get your home sold uh, quickly, mm-hmm. get, get have an agent. I'm not saying that every agent needs to have that, but. Right, I mean, you gotta take in consideration that some of these people are are coming in from out of the area and they're only here for a day or two or one day and you're talking about you know having that showing service well if they want to see that house that day and nobody's in the office to take that call you've missed an opportunity there the flip side of so. that though is you got to give a little bit of notice to the to the seller well, sometimes it depends, I mean, it, it, yeah, it depends heard, if the house is i haven't or not. done it of course myself i i schedule and, and work with my buyer clients to to plan in advance but i've heard other agents report that agents have called them sitting outside in front of the house I, i've been one of those agents to, yep. wanting to schedule a showing five minutes from now hey you can't help it when you're yeah. in the yeah. area and they see a house and they're like that's exactly hey it. i want to sure. see that house next door that's when it happens you have to work it Sure. Yeah. You have and to as try. long as the seller and, and, and right. they're available and ready, and yeah. they can leave the house. In and five your client minutes. knows that. Mm-hmm. Your then, client knows that. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm sitting back drinking coffee with Dory. <laughs> Sorry, Dorsey's just not getting it. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, I have really enjoyed today's show, and this mm-hmm. I, I, I could probably just sit here. We yeah. next time we need to do one at night, and then we can literally have a happy <laughs> hour, and we get a few more agents in here too. Um, but Melissa, how do we reach you? We we love Melissa Reckoff as a, as our real estate agent. How do we reach you? Oh, you can give me a call. My number is four zero nine 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 six nine eight three eight nine eight three eight nine eight three eight. You got a website? Uh, it is. MR Houses. That's Mr. Net. Houses. No, it's MR. <laughs> Melissa Ruckoff. Come on. MRHouses.com. <laughs> Scotty. Dot net. Dot net. Dot net. Don't get me wrong with yes. that. Yeah, and I'm 832 330 4533. It's my direct line, and my website's www.clearlakedigs.com. Clear Lake Digs. Yeah, go on, log in. I, so I, I assume you're on Facebook. For a home evaluation. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. You know what? Also, folks, I have started blogging. So feel free to look at uh, jwgetsitsold.com. Look at my blog. There's only one because I've only done one. I just started doing it. I mean, really, I figured I'd give my opinion each week on the radio as I still make Dorsey wait as I wave to her outside the window. Right. And now I look down. Um, all right, folks. Next week, 9 a.m., we have another Bring It Home radio show with yours truly. Folks, it's been a pleasure. Melissa, always a pleasure seeing you. Thank you for having Scotty, me. Scotty, two times in one week, maybe too much. Not just kidding. Okay. I'll see you next week, folks. Thank you for listening to Bringing It Home with John Wilkinson on Vinyl Draft Radio. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Bringing It Home Radio and also Vinyl Draft Radio. And join us live each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for an informative and entertaining discussion about buying, selling, and maintaining real estate. Copy.
Group, a name you can